0: Ryan Reynolds flipped an acting career into a brand factory, and he made $350 million along the way. But he's not following a standard Hollywood playbook here. He's following his own playbook. He's writing it as he goes, and he's using it over and over again with ridiculous success. Let me tell you exactly what he's doing. That's coming up in just a sec. If you're new here, my name's John Davids. I've helped my clients make over $200 million working with my marketing agencies. You can learn more at johndavids.com. Big companies, small companies, make sure you check out johndavids.com. And of course, get on the newsletter while you're there. Follow me across social. If you like content like this, subscribe, comment, leave a rating, leave a review. Let's get to the show. you're listening to making it with John Davids. All right, so let's go back to the early days, the 90s. Ryan's just starting out his acting career, and he's building a name for himself in TV and movies, first with small roles, then with some bigger roles. He's doing sitcoms, he's doing rom-coms, he's got the occasional action flick in there. And then after about two decades, fast forward all the way to 2016, he levels up with Marvel Stardom in Deadpool. Deadpool was kind of a breakout moment. He was already big. He already had a good career going. But Deadpool was a a pivotal moment, and here's why. In a very savvy business move, Ryan Reynolds agrees to a measly $2 million fee to star in Deadpool, a lot less than what he could have made. But he negotiates a very chunky back end if the deal goes well. If the movie does well, he's going to make a lot of money on the back end. A lot of Hollywood stars have done this, Tom Cruise, Arnold Schwarzenegger. They take a small fee up front, probably not as small as $2 bucks. but again, Ryan Reynolds didn't have the star power quite yet in 2016, so he takes $2 bucks. The movie does really well, and that back end that he negotiated brought in $22 million for Ryan, easily his biggest payday to date, but... Those paydays are about to get a lot bigger because he's gonna take that money and put it to work. And he does just that. So, two years later, 2018, Ryan's at a bar with some friends having some drinks and he's ordering a Negroni, my favorite drink, my go to. When I go to a bar, I get a Negroni. Ryan Reynolds is loving his Negronis, it's really, really good. So he orders another one and another one, and he is knee-deep in Negronis. Finally, he asks the bartender, why is this drink so tasty? And the bartender says, it's the gin, man, the gin, aviation gin, to be exact. That's what I'm using, it's really good stuff. Ryan smells a big business opportunity he wants into this little brand called Aviation Gin. It's been around for a number of years, but it was sort of just trekking along, didn't have a big breakthrough moment. So Ryan buys a stake in Aviation Gin. He reformulates the drink, reinvests in the brand, of course, throws his weight behind the brand, makes himself the star of the brand, the face, the spokesperson, and growth explodes. Over the next two years, the brand gets really big, gets a lot of distribution, gets a lot of mainstream name recognition. And in 2020, Diageo, the alcohol drink behemoth, scoops up Aviation Gin for a cool $610 million. Now, to be fair, $610 million is the maximum that acquisition can go for. The way these deals work is you get, let's say, $300 million up front, and then another $300, 400000000 based on the performance of the brand over the next few years so the headline number is 610 million dollars and as long as aviation gin continues to do well that's the amount of money that will actually go back to the shareholders ryan himself takes i think somewhere around 120 million dollars score one for ryan reynolds on to the next All right, so alcohol, check. Let's move on to the next business opportunity, and that's telecom. In 2019, only a year after he bought into Aviation Gin, he buys into a little phone company called Mint Mobile. Again, it's been around. It's been bumbling along. It's a low-cost carrier with plans ranging from $15 to $30 a month, not very much money. And Ryan pulls a rinse and repeat on the same formula. He throws in some cash, reinvigorates the marketing behind this brand and hires himself as the frontman. In 2023, T-Mobile buys this little telecom brand for $1.35 billion. 1.35 billion netting Ryan about $330 million. That's what his stake comes out to. Now, again, these numbers are getting really, really big. But what Ryan's doing is he's taking an equity stake. He's not just being the front man, the face. Think about it. If Ryan had come across Mint Mobile or Aviation Gin and said, hey, this is really cool. Let me be the spokesperson. Let me be the front man for your brand. What would he make? 10 $15, 20000000 million to be the spokesperson for this brand. He's not doing that. He's throwing his weight behind the brand, throwing his his brain behind the brand, taking an equity stake and netting hundreds of millions of dollars in the process. There's risk, of course, because a lot of stuff you put money into, you do your best. You're not necessarily going to make all that money back or anything back at all. But Ryan is obviously betting on himself and two wins under his belt. Not bad at all quick break. So I can tell you about demand scope. Demand scope is a performance marketing agency that helps you acquire new customers, keep them hooked and scale profitably. Google ads, Instagram ads, TikTok ads, landing pages, email, and more. There are so many ways to get customers today, but if you're not doing it right, you'll end up blowing a whole bunch of money. And that's why I launched demand scope. We're here to make sure you're doing it right. Get more customers today and scale effectively. Learn more at DemandScope.co. That's DemandScope.co. Let's fast forward to 2020. So we've done 2018 with Aviation Gin. We've done 2019 with Mint Mobile. Another year, another deal. In 2020, Ryan buys a Welsh soccer club called Wrexham. Kind of a head scratcher. Why is he buying this little, old, not-so-great soccer club, Wrexham, But it all makes sense pretty quick. He announces a show on FX, it's on Hulu as well, that will document his experience as the owner of a sports team. Whatever happens next isn't just business, it's a made-for-TV drama, a docu-series. So alongside co-owner Rob McElney, hope I got that name right, Ryan has reportedly plowed a lot more cash into the team. Now on a recent episode of the docudrama, welcome to Wrexham, it was revealed that this team, this business has lost about $12 million, loads of money, as they say. And of course on TV, Ryan's going, Oh my God, I can't believe it. I'm getting sick here. Now, how did the company lose $12 million? Probably because you're putting cash into it. You're not necessarily making that money out yet. Now, The cash down in the business might be $12 million, but the paper value of Wrexham is ballooning. The team is going up in notoriety. The team is worth more. The goodwill behind the team, it's the star of a TV show. Social media feeds, of course, filling up You've got ticket sales that are going, the star power being brought to this little team in Wrexham is of course ballooning. So I don't totally buy the idea that they've lost $12 million. They've invested a lot more. So two and a half million to buy the team, That's the price they paid, $12 million total, they're down. But listen, do you really think they're going to lose $12 million on this? I bet you they're making more than that just on the TV show. FX is probably paying them more than $12 million over the course of this show. So even if the team goes bust, which I don't think it will, Ryan's doing just fine. He's making a TV show, he's investing money in it, and at the end of the day, he's probably going to have a soccer team worth a lot of money. Either way, our boy's going to do just fine. Now, at the core, Ryan Reynolds is using a super simple playbook. He's a value-add investor. He spots assets, figures out how he can help, and buys into the action. He wants an equity stake. Then he uses his creativity and star power to drive up the value. Now, when I say value-add investor, what am I what am I talking about here? A value-add investor is someone that comes into a business, invests in it, and then uses their unique value to drive up the investment in some unique way. So for example, let's say you owned a manufacturing facility and there's a company that makes something, they manufacture something, but they're paying somebody else to manufacture it. If you bought that company and just integrated it into your manufacturing facility, you would be a value add investor because you're investing in the business, but the value that you're adding is that you're bringing in a manufacturing capability bringing down the costs and therefore bringing up profits and probably bringing up capacity as well. Let's say you have a a place, you make clothing in Malaysia. You have a clothing company and you make your clothing in Malaysia. You got suppliers, you got factories, and you buy a clothing company in the US that is just bleeding money on their clothing manufacturing. But you can then take that clothing manufacturing that's being done locally, Do it in Malaysia, where you already have a setup, and you can pump out profit and grow the brand. These are all examples of value-added investing, and it's the best kind of investing you can do, in my opinion. If you're going to be an active investor, you find something, you find a business that is really good at something, but not so good at something else, and that something else is the thing that you're very good at. This is what I do. I mean, in my own businesses, I'm really good at digital. I'm really good at social media. I'm really good at growing audiences online. I'm really good at marketing. And so when I see a business that's doing well, but maybe their customer acquisition could be a lot better or their monetization strategy or their business model engineering could be a lot better. Those are things that I know a lot about. And so I can say, listen, I'm gonna come in, you keep doing everything you're doing, I'm gonna sprinkle on my value add magic, things that I know how to do really well, and together we're gonna make one plus one equal 10, because I know that together we can do a lot here. That is essentially what Ryan Reynolds is doing. And a lot of people look at this and just write it off because they say, he's a Hollywood star, he's just putting his name behind it. Yes, he is putting his name behind it, and that's saving some money, rather than paying for an endorsement from somebody else, but he also has a marketing agency. I think it's called Maximum Effort. So he actually is the creative brain behind this. He's probably doing some business model optimization. I know when he bought Aviation Gin, he did some reformulation to the recipe itself. When he bought Mint Mobile, maybe he cleared up the packaging. Maybe he worked on the product mix. And so he's doing a little more than just putting his name on it. But that is a big piece and don't underestimate that. Again, he is going with what he can do, his unfair advantage, just like everybody should use their own unfair advantage. And the irony here is, think all the way back to 2016 when he did that deal with Deadpool. When he said, hey, I am going to take just $2 million up front, but give me a nice, healthy slice of the back end if this movie does well. Then he worked his butt off to promote that movie and it did super well. And then he essentially had his equity stake, which paid off big time in the end. That deal he did with Deadpool is basically the same deal he did with Aviation Gin. It's the same deal he did with Mint Mobile. And it's the same deal he's doing with Wrexham. He's doing it even better with Wrexham. He's building a TV show behind this investment that he made. Ryan bets on companies, but really he is betting on himself. And it's paying off big time. I want to know what you guys think about Ryan Reynolds. Let me know in the comments. Of course, go to johndavids.com. Get on the email list. If you like stories like this, I got so much more across social media. Follow me wherever you want to. TikTok, X, LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, of course. And I'll talk to you guys next time.